Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I, of course, am here with the lovely Ashley Kaltwasser. <laughs> <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> and who is this guest we have here? Well, we have here NPC and IFBB judge, a former Miss Alaska. Do I say former or do I just say like a Miss Alaska? Kind of like a president. Miss, yeah, you could say Miss Alaska 2011. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, okay, 2011. Cool. And uh, I said NPC, IFBB judge, Jessica Anderson. And she was a... <laughs> and she's an IFBB bikini pro as well. And also yes. an IFBB bikini pro. Yes. yes. So she knows her stuff. She's yeah, the, she knows her stuff. She's got the accolades for days on yeah. this. Yes, it's quite the resume. Definitely. So you get but the double sparkle for you as well. I oh, love double. The double sparkle. I feel <laughs> extra go. glittery right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Jessica here is so perfect for the topic of today, which is the overall package, because she can really get into detail with that hair, makeup, tanning, suit presentation, walk, you name it. So she really pays attention to those little minor details um, that, you know, those little minor details add up. Absolutely. So that's what creates the overall package. So you're perfect for this. Thank you for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. You know, Ashley and Adam have been joining me for a lot of cardio sessions. So I love the fact <laughs> that I'm actually on the podcast today. Yes. Not everyone's like, Adam's joining you for cardio <laughs> sessions. Not physically. Not physically. Not physically. <laughs> Adam doesn't brain. do cardio. I did it. I did it the other day. I was, and I wasn't running from a bear. I'm back. I'm back in the game. All you right. know what? Cardio is just, you just have to do it a few times and then you want to do it. You That's know? very true. Things, yeah. yeah. And once you stop, you're like, oh man, yeah. you have I'm to like, get back I'll just work it. out faster. That's all I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I always try to find a way around Double it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so uh, jumping right into this. Um, so how did you get started with getting into the judging, of course? Yeah. So I'll kind of give a little bit of my background. I have kind of an unusual background story, I would say. So obviously I'm from Alaska and I was actually homeschooled my entire life, K-5 through 12th grade. And kind of my first introduction to even the stage or even like any idea of competition whatsoever, I was uh, obviously homeschooled, so I didn't qualify for a lot of the scholarships that a public school student or even a private school student would be able to attain. So I was just literally Googling. In fact, I think back then it was like Safari or Firefox. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And I was looking for scholarships that I would actually be able to apply for. And one thing that popped up was the pageant system in Alaska. So so I told my mom and my mom and dad were super conservative. So I didn't know what they would feel like with me being on, in a bikini on stage, but they were very, very supportive. And back when I competed, every year you competed in Miss Alaska, you got a free year of tuition to the University of Alaska. Dang. So I was like, hey, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to try. So I had no idea my first pageant, what I was doing. I remember even going to Burlington to get my swimsuit <laughs> and I went and competed and I was hooked to the stage. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to come back and win. And I came back. I actually competed in the Miss America system for a few years. And then my best friend talked me into doing the Miss USA system, which feeds into Miss Universe. And she, you know, so I competed uh, one year doing that. And I won my first year doing Miss Alaska USA. So I actually competed on the Zappo stage at Miss USA, where the Olympia is held this year, which Dang. is a really fun kind of 
full circle. Full it's circle. really amazing. That's um, cool. It's an incredible stage, so I'm really excited for you. It's it's one of the most phenomenal stages I've ever been on. Woo. So I competed in Miss Alaska. I paid for my entire college tuition through my competition. And once I finished my year as Miss Alaska, I kind of needed some other stage hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I was Miss Alaska, I actually was trained by a former Miss Olympia, Valentina Chapega. She was Miss Olympia 2002. So she was sort of my first introduction to the idea of the NPC, IFEB, and the Olympia. Uh, I really hadn't heard of it prior to that. And of course, Valentina was just phenomenal. And she kind of coached me through my stage uh, presence in uh, Miss Miss USA. And then once I stopped competing, I used her to kind of train and and sort of get into more weightlifting. Uh, I was always very athletic, but being homeschooled, I didn't really have an outlet for my athleticism. So I like when I first went to the weight room, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a playground for me. I can really, you know, get, be active and be, you know, physically fit. And it it just really fit for me because I hadn't really come from a sport, even though I really was athletic person. So, uh, after I competed in 2011, I competed one year in Alaska, uh, in 2012 in just a local regional show in Alaska. And of course they're a lot smaller, but there was, you know, a fair amount of people that showed up. Um, and then I believe I got first place in my class in that one. So I didn't even know the idea of like first call outs or anything at that point. And I happened to, uh, be visiting Hawaii one time with, and visiting my friend out there. And I was doing a photo shoot with her. She was a model. I was doing a photo shoot with her and a couple IFBB pros from Hawaii actually saw me, contacted the photographer and they were like, Hey, this girl really needs to compete in the NPC IFBB. And so they contacted me. I ended up meeting my coach through one of them. And, you know, the rest is history. I won my pro card at NPC Universe in 2013. So I was actually the first IFBB bikini pro from Alaska. Woo! Yeah, almost 10 years ago now. That's cool. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I really, really loved the sport. Um, I actually met Ashley in 2013. We roomed together, a group of four of us all roomed together. Back when I was broke. You should tell me those stories. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so much fun, though. And (laughs) we learned, like, we fed off of each other, too. Like, all the girls were giving each other, too. Tips. I remember I introduced you to the hair bump. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a really fun time. Um, and, you know, I, I had at the time expected to just continue competing. And I ended up, you know, knowing like, hey, I could stay in Alaska. I don't think that, you know, this is really the place where I can grow, you know, personally and professionally the most. So I was like, I kind of need to go out. And I ended up moving to Portland, Oregon for, for almost a year and hated it, didn't really fit in. I couldn't really find anything that fit for me. And because of a photographer who had worked with a company um, that I had met when I had competed at the NPC um, Pittsburgh Championships, I he was like, hey, I know this company that needs a graphic designer. And so I was 
you know, doing graphic design at the time. And I got transferred out here and went through that company and started working just doing like freelance graphic design for them. And I had always expected to compete again. So um, that was one thing that, you know, I was always trying to compete. I was always starting preps. I was, I had like started with a few different coaches, um, but you know, God's plan's bigger than our plan. And I, I had a couple of injuries. I actually had um, just some hormonal issues and I found out I had endometriosis. So just over the years, there were some physical things that kept me from competing. But throughout all of that time, I was always very involved in the um, NPC, specifically muscle contests, because they had so many shows out here. So I went to every single show. I tried to help in whatever capacity I possibly could uh, with muscle contest. So I was always very involved. And I felt like even though I had never even competed in the muscle contest uh, umbrella, I felt like they were my family and um, they've always been really great to me. So after like, uh, honestly, six or so years of being in Las Vegas and working with muscle contests and various fashions, I was contacted by Tamer and he said, hey, would you be interested in judging? And I was so honored. Um, they, they had actually had one of their veteran female judges, Marlene, who's just amazing. She had retired, so he needed a couple other judges um, to kind of fill her spot. So they asked me, and so it's been a great honor not just being able to represent the NPC IFBB, but also the female uh, bodybuilders and female athletes in the sport. So I, I love the fact that, you know, I've been able to represent, um, you know, female athletes. And the wonderful thing, you know, when we're all sitting there on the judges panel uh, with Tarek and Tamer, you know, they'll ask, they'll look at me and say, hey, what do you think? Or, well, you know, what's your opinion on this? And we'll discuss things, you know. So even though they're, they've judged a million shows yeah. and they're veterans, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, they always take all the judges' opinions and, uh, you know, want the best athlete that day to win and, and consider everything. So, um, yeah, and it's been wonderful, you know, working, Tamer, just like a phenomenal person. I hope that he gets like a legacy award or something from the NPC. No, he for sure will. I, like, I got to throw like that in. 103 shows a year. Amazing. I think I oh, yeah. Wow. And not it's, just like within crazy. the United yeah. States, but he, what he's done to bring it to the global level yeah. and raise that awareness internationally is phenomenal. So, you know, like, throw that in the NPC no, Tamer, box. Tamer and Tarek, they're, they're, really good buddies of mine now at this point. Cause I, I just, I could respect like their efforts yeah. that they put into this and where I turned, where I really turned for muscle contests where I was like, you know, to me it was just like, ah, eh, it's another promoter. Like I go to, a, you know, 50 shows a year. Yes. I don't, I don't yeah. really, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. It's a nice show. It's like, who does a good show? Who doesn't do a good show? I'm like, ah, oh, they do good shows. I'll go to that. But then we did this one show in Vegas and it was during like COVID and stuff. And I told, I've told this story a couple of times, but, um, we were doing this show and me and Ashley were going to be doing uh, a workshop before the show started. And I brought my crew from Denver. We had like, I don't know what, 17 people or something from Denver. Like everyone was coming. Like it was just from people coming from everywhere. And then all the, they're like talking, they're like talking to each other behind the scenes. And like, you could see there's something frantic going on. And then one of my athletes, he's like, do you see what's going on back here? I'm like, yeah, it's a little weird. Right. They're like, yeah. And so then they're like, Hey, we got to cancel the workshop. Then uh, and me and Ash are like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, so I guess we're not doing this workshop. We didn't know what was going on, but apparently they got shut down that day oh, at check-ins. the COVID year. Yes, yeah. So they yes. got shut down at oh check-ins yes. and then they went and they like ran to city hall, but it, city hall was closed. Yeah. So they found this, like, um, there was this thing where you could have like 30 people in a in, a, in a, like a restaurant in a venue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, they rented out this hookah lounge, which is a guy like totally killed him on the price. Like it wasn't a fair price right, at all, right. but he was desperate. 
So we like he they threw all this furniture on the edge of the hookah lounge, and there's only 30 people in a loud in a time or something. And um, and then even then, like, so they did it and they made it like the best show. It's still to this day, it's still the best show I've ever been to because they were they were they were having a party. They were having so much fun. And then after the show, like the the people came in, the like um, city people, and they actually right. shut down the show. Like oh, at the God, very, yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing the, we're mm-hmm. almost done. We're doing the overall for bikini, and um, and then the the music turns off. It was like a party to like total buzzkill. And like, we're, they're just trying to get through it. And like Tamer and Tarek are like at the door talking to like the Nevada people. And he's just trying to like stall to get through this overall. He's like, just talking we're to him. Talking. Bikini. So we're almost through bikini. We're in the overall. It's almost done, right? And the music's, and everyone's like, the girls don't know what to do. It was just such a crazy thing. I'm still yeah. in the back. Like in the, they, they let me, they like felt bad that I came from, at the time I wasn't living here yet, but they knew I was moving here. So they sat me, they're like, we'll let you sit here, you know, but you're one of our people. So we're not going to let all your coaches sit here. I was like, it's cool. I appreciate it. Whatever. And I was like sitting behind like tape chairs that were like stacked up. <laughs> so I was like peeking through this like, little, but I felt bad. I was like the only coach there. Yeah. But it was like 105 outside. So I'm like, I'm not giving up my spot. Right. <laughs> anyway. So they, sh- they like, they get like a ticket, a fine or something for it, but they thought they were, they weren't breaking the rule. Technically right. they, I don't think they were, but they I got don't a think fine. they were. Yeah. But Tamer, like has like tears in his eyes and he's like, I'm just trying to do this. These guys want to do this. They want to compete. They've been right. locked in their house for whatever. Right. Yes. So he's yeah. like full for on the athlete. He's yeah. full on. Like, you know, he's like emotional. He's crying. He you is. Know? Yeah. And then he's like, he comes to me and he apologizes. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to apologize. Like, this is, this is fine. Like, it's not your fault, dude. Like I'm doing the same thing in Denver. I'm keeping my gym open and getting fighting with the city all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Adam, he's like, I'm just so happy we did it. He's like, I've, he's crying. Right. And he's like, I'm so happy we did it. He's like, I've, he's like, I can't even tell you how much I've lost. He's like, but I've never, he's like, I've never been so happy to, he actually tells you, I've never been so happy to lose 25 grand in my life. Like, he's like, yeah, it was all for the athletes. And and that's the thing. All of the shows, the protections are, you know, absolutely on another level and everything they do is 100% for the athletes and making it something that everyone can be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he, uh, after that, I was like, okay, these guys, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, they're going to be the guys I give my, my, my my clients to, because they take care of, they're not going to, they're going to do the right thing. And still, Mm -hmm. even to this day, like Tamer pulled me aside the other day. And he was talking to me about like, you know, what do you think, how the judging is going and this and that. And then Tarek does too. And they message me and I'm like, it's cool. They want feedback. Like they're not too prideful, you right. know, which is, it's yeah. super, it's important. I think like people get to a certain level and they're at the mm-hmm. level where they wouldn't have to do that. They're like, absolutely. They yeah. could be like, They've whatever. More shows than pretty much what do you know? You know, <laughs> yeah. I judge a thousand right. athletes a weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're like, what do you think? Then they're not. And it's like, it's cool. Cause they're evolving and getting better. So shout out to them and Heather and all them. Cause they're, they're, they do a good job, even though. Me and them, we'll, we'll have our fight every year <laughs> with the promoters. I don't agree with something, <laughs> judging wise or whatever. Yeah. But they're just like so responsive and so good. And they're just, just good dudes. So They really yeah. are. And I mean, it's been amazing kind of working under the mentorship of Tamer or Tarek and then also being able to sit next to Sandy and Steve and Tyler. You know, I just judged NPC USA's. So that was like a recent national show. That's a big one. Big one. And yeah, you're, a real, it was, you're a real high level judge. It, it was ones. amazing. And honestly, yeah. the talent just blew me away this year. It just got... It, it's amazing the talent that was on that stage, and then um, I was I judged probably five or six bikini pro level shows, and I just judged the last wellness show uh, pro level show for this in city showdown a few weeks ago. So that was really fun. That was my first wellness, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that one was an exciting pro level show. Um, and then I've also judged a figure pro show. Oh, so nice. yeah, I've done, like for at least the women's division, oh, very you know well rounded. I didn't, which I didn't is know. See, I didn't know they had like certain judges that specialize 
allies and divisions. I just thought it was like, oh, you have to judge bodybuilders too. But that's I think, cool. I mean, honestly, it was just an ancillary effect okay. of being with muscle contest. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like you get to concentrate on, you know, what you know best and, you know. Eventually, we'll get to the bodybuilding <laughs> stuff, but let's be honest, judging bikini is way more fun. Judging bikini is super way fun. That's more my fun. favorite, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for cha- sharing about your story. That's really awesome. So, um, do you then like being a judge better than an athlete? I do, actually. So, I actually, before I started judging in NPC, I judged pageants for a number of years. Oh, so, cool. I've judged Miss Alaska pageants for a few years. I've judged the Miss Nevada pageant here. And then I've also judged some national level pageants. So, it really is fun because, especially for a bikini division, I can, you know, see certain things that I, I'm very familiar with what looks great on stage. I know, like, I've seen a huge lineups of athletes and, and even contestants when it comes to the pageant side. So I'm able to notice, like, specific little details with when it comes down to, you know, walking or presentation or even, like, overall appearance, things like that, that, you know, just little things that athletes can do to either, you know, enhance or uh, make that stage presence that much more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I will say before we even get started is uh, what and Sandy kind of taught me this because when I sat with her doing a national level show a few or it was like a little over a year ago she was literally taking notes on every single contestant so ever since then I have started taking notes every single show every single contestant because I one of the main things as a judge you know obviously we're there to pick the best athlete but what really helps evolve athletes and helps evolve the sport is being able to give really effective feedback. Mm-hmm. So I will throw this out there as like my number one tip of the day. If you're competing and if you're wanting to progress your physique, if you're wanting to progress in the sport, then definitely after the show, contact your promoter and send them your photos and ask for judges feedback. I save all of my you know judges feedback just because in case an athlete comes up to me, I try to talk to as many athletes as possible right after. After the show, but of course, you know, that's very limited how many people you can actually see. But one of the things that is like gives me the best feeling is knowing that I've been able to help kind of guide an athlete to get to a better level and to become the best version of themselves on stage. Absolutely. So definitely ask your judges for feedback. Most judges, like they, they're all here for you and they all want to help you. So that uh, you're only doing yourself a disservice if you're investing in everything else and then not getting that feedback. Absolutely. And I find like, you know, some people, <laughs> some competitors are Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll go off the feedback of their family and their mom that said, yes. you should have won, you should have won. <laughs> of course your mom's going to say you should have won. Of course. You know, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you just got to get feedback from the people that know what they're doing. So although it, it's nice to hear from your family that they thought you should have won, <laughs> they're not the ones that know the most. So yes. I think that's, you know, really good advice. And don't be shy about getting feedback, you know. Yes. I do all the time. Even when I win, I still get feedback because there's always, always something, something. Mm-hmm. you can fix. Yes. Always, 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 always. So, you know, don't be too proud. <laughs> okay. So my first question for you, Jessica. All right. So with the bikini division, it's the division that has, I guess, the the largest variety of physiques, right? You'll have softer girls, uh, taller girls, smaller girls, bubbly muscle girls, lean girls, a little softer, you know, because it's the most, I guess, subjective out of every division. But um, just to put it plainly, what, how would you describe the perfect bikini physique? So as a judge, we're really looking at four different things. So we're looking at overall shape, proportion, and balance. 
We're looking at conditioning. We're looking at muscularity. And then we're looking at overall presentation or your stage presence and posing. So with bikini, and obviously every single division, no matter, I mean, we're talking men's bodybuilding all the way to bikini, we're looking at those four elements. So depending on the division, obviously the weight of each one of those categories will vary a little bit. Mm -hmm. So for bikini, the first thing that we're looking at really is the overall shape and proportion Mm -hmm. of the athlete. So the ideal bikini athlete is a feminine balanced, I would say hourglass shape. So that means that your upper body matches your lower body with a very, very tight, small waist and midsection and everything you're doing on stage enhances that hourglass proportion and and that feminine shape. So even when it comes to, you know, how much muscle you should have on your body, it's all, all of the muscle that you should be uh, putting on is, should just enhance your hourglass shape. It shouldn't be to push anything too much. It should be simply to balance your lower body to your upper body. So for example, a lot of girls will have a little bit, you know, heavier lower body. Usually they carry a little more fat there. <laughs> um, but you know, when you're on stage, you want to make sure your your shoulders balance your hips. And then you want to make sure your waist is very, very tight. So even when you're posing, you want to make sure you have that illusion of an hourglass mm-hmm. uh, without overdoing anything. Okay. So um, this kind of goes on to that question as well. Um, Physique wise, what don't you want to see in bikini? Like what's something that you look at and you're like, oh, too far or not enough? Like, um, for example, striations or veins or Mm -hmm. what's your opinion on these things? Yeah. So in bikini, we don't want to see striations. We don't want to see any visible muscle fibers and Mm -hmm. we don't want to see any extreme separation. So there definitely will be details. So for example, you know, everybody talks about the glute ham tie-in. So you definitely want to have like some visible lines, but we don't want chiseled glutes or chiseled hamstrings. We don't want to see striations in your hamstrings um, where in a division like figure, you know, something like that is, is allowed. Mm -hmm. Uh, so bikini, I think is honestly probably the trickiest division to peak because we're in a lot of divisions. You can just kind of chase the conditioning bikini. You have to walk that fine line of getting enough conditioning to show everything and to have that detail and to have those beautiful feminine detail muscles, you know, that are shown, Mm -hmm. but without pushing it too far to where you're looking, you know, too grainy or too striated or, uh, even too muscular because even some some girls that you know may have a smaller frame may actually look really muscular just because they're way they're just way too lean and you see all of those striations you even see muscle fibers you know mm-hmm. so there's definitely a far a fine line that you have to walk um, you definitely want to get to that level of conditioning that you need for that division to be competitive and have those lines like the soft lines showing where it's not like etched in uh, but without pushing that over over the boundary. Okay. I call it I call it pretty muscle. It pretty is. Muscle. Yeah, yeah, it pretty is. Muscle. Absolutely. Not the, I say like kind of like when I'm trying to define it to people and explain it to people, it's hard for people to understand what pretty muscle is, you know? And I explain it like, well, I'm like, have you ever seen a like a horse walking and you see all their fibers in their like their their hips right. moving? You can see every single I'm like you don't muscle, right, right before that. Exactly. <laughs> before before yes. that starts happening, that's what your kind of your legs are. The pretty right. muscle would be that like a good amount of muscle, but not all those fibers you're seeing. Like, that's right. Kind of, so that's like kind of how I kind of will explain it to you people. Can describe it as like supple muscle, maybe like bouncy. <laughs> I like it. Bouncy it's muscle. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be too bouncy though. No, not, then, <laughs> bouncy muscle. Jiggle, you know. <laughs> 
like oh, you could poke it and it's not like <laughs> right it's rock yeah. hard yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah the, there was not too much you don't see like the grain detail no you don't graininess. see the vascularity right. detail which some girls are just going to naturally have some which is acceptable but the overall softness i was like you know how it was described to me by sandy was an effortless an effortless beach look where a girl maybe dieted to go to the beach for a couple of weeks something like that right that's yeah. kind of how it was described to me uh, which I thought was a pretty good a good understanding of, of the division itself, yeah. And I want to make it clear, because a lot of judges will say, you know, oh, you need to fill out your frame. So when, when I give that type of feedback, I'm meaning that you need to create that illusion with muscle or build enough muscle. I'm not telling a girl to put 10 pounds of muscle on her body, but you need to create that illusion of an hourglass in order to balance your upper and lower body. That's really what that means. So, you know, you think about a woman's body and you have, you know, obviously you have your shoulders. So you want to have nice rounded shoulders. When you're facing the back, you want to have nice rounded delts, you know, just again, a touch of detail without it being too deep or striated. And then with your bottom half, you have this nice round, you know, your round glutes actually give your bottom half that like hourglass shape so we don't want anyone that looks just like a skinny board up there we want somebody that's actually has built the muscle in the right areas just enough to where they give that hourglass shape and they create that illusion on stage um personally like i'm a big fan of a tight tiny waist so whatever you're doing you have okay (laughs) let me just say (laughs) if anybody looks at your competition pictures you have the smallest waistline I've ever seen. I was actually I've 18 and a half inches Dang. on stage when I was competing. I don't that's know if you crazy. have you seen her stage photos? No, that's like Issa small. Yeah, it that's was crazy. It was tiny. Yeah. It, and her her hips are wider too, which makes it really like an hourglass. It's crazy. Oh yeah, the badonka donk is there. No, <laughs> she's, she's very. Uh, she's got some great genetics, but hard work as well. But yeah. You know, but wow. for the women, you know, if you do have some, some women, it's again, a kind of a genetic thing. Like obviously I genetically do have a smaller waist and I've done, you know, waist training and, you know, vacuums and things that have helped enhance a smaller waist. But when it comes to giving that illusion, that's where like posing really comes in hand. Cause some, some women just naturally have a little bit, you know, thicker midsection and you can pose in specific ways for your body type and build enough on top where your your shoulders are balancing out your bottom half and where you're posing in a specific way where you give your body that illusion of an hourglass shape. So a lot of it has to do with just really being able to critique yourself and being able to see like, okay, I'm a little imbalanced here. How can I make this more balanced? Um, so again, a lot of it, like when, when we're looking at a bikini competitor, it really is about that overall shape and overall package. I think... Uh, an important thing you said there too, just so the bikini girls can make sure they they hear it. When you say you need to be fuller, this is where this is what this is, just so you know on the coach's side, yeah. this is what we hear. <laughs> when the judges say, "I know what you mean," but a lot of times the newer competitors, like the judge said, I was flat, and I'm like, "Well, how would how would they even know like if you're flat or not?" I'm like, "I'm like, how would they even know? Like they don't know your carb load, they don't know what you right. look like before the show." They don't really know if you're flat or not. Did they say you're flat? Like you need more? Yeah, they said I was like, I need more carbs or whatever. And I was like, how exactly? She's like, well, they said I need to be fuller. So like they imply that they're flat, that it was a carb thing. I'm like, you went on a whole journey there. I'm like, no, they said fuller, which means more muscle, which necessarily means they don't know. Muscle in the right place. Yeah, I'm like, they didn't necessarily say you're flat because they don't know what you looked like the day before to even know if you're flat. That's the first time they're seeing you. So like, they have no baseline for that. So just so you girls know, when a judge says you need to be fuller, unless they've seen you a bunch of times, you know, like an Ashley or something, the judge was like, oh, she needs to be filled out. Like they've seen her 20 times. 
so they could they understand <laughs> if she's flat or not. But if it's like your first time in front of one judge and they're like, oh, you need to be fuller, they don't mean you're flat. They mean you might need more muscle. You might need to fill out your frame. So fuller means two things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so just to clarify, because we get that so much with, oh, with, yeah, yeah. with uh, athletes when they come back from a show. And I'm like, no, it's, you have to go through that whole thing. So just that's a, that's a good timing to kind of go into that explanation that you just said, fuller and fill out your frame in terms of, and filling out your frame doesn't mean maximizing your muscle, which right. is not maximizing your muscle. It's literally building muscle in proportion to a like female figure. Yeah. And I have that the same thing. I'm glad we're having this talk because yeah. there's a lot of like arguments out there that people don't get. And I'll have these like amateur bodybuilders and they're like, well, how do you expect? And I'll be like, the men's physique guys are getting big or whatever. Like, well, how else do you expect him to fill out his frame? And I'm like, well, hold on a second. He's men's physique. We're not filling him out his frame all the way. Filling out your frame all the way means you're now bodybuilding. That's, right. <laughs> yeah. we're talking like. You're pushing it to an extreme yeah. when you're filling it out. To, and even like when you get to divisions, like, you know, figure, you can push the muscle a little bit more. You look at somebody like, like Sydney Gillum or, Natal- yeah. or Natalia, you know, they're, they're definitely pushing the muscle and what the frame, their frames can hold a little bit more yeah. than a bikini competitor, which is literally just building for, for that shape. Yeah. And exactly. And even figure isn't completely filled out no. entirely yeah. on frame so when you guys are saying those things oh, how how do you expect them to fill out their frame like you got to understand there's there's a big difference of a filled out frame is rammy that's a filled out exactly so fuller <laughs> filled out and fuller carved and fuller muscle all different things yeah, so exactly. we yeah. should there should be some like different terminology right because it's always yeah we back. need to have like keywords <laughs> yeah, or like fuller muscle fuller carb you know that's yeah. everything that's funny i usually try to explain it so if i am talking to an athlete i'm like you know your shoulders aren't in balance with your lower body so and you know it's interesting because i did just judge usas and in previous you know judging of that level of national show a lot of times the feedback was oh you need to get your lower body a little more conditioned you need to get more conditioned the conditioning this year at usas was Phenomenal. I mean, like most of the athletes, you could tell they were training their legs. They looked really, you know, nice and in in shape. Uh, But it seems like they were just forgetting to lift on their upper body because a lot of a lot of my feedback was, you know, you just need to round out your shoulders a little bit more to balance out your body. You know, your lower body may be there, but you just need to round out your upper body just enough to balance it out. Do you think some of that was because they're coming in to get those? So yeah, what I've noticed, the biggest difference I've noticed in the bikini division has been the tie-ins went from kind of partial tie-ins mm, until to full etched, tie-ins. Yeah. yeah, etched tie-ins, which kind of happened. You, you can see the real transition happen when Janet won and then when Wellness came. Because it almost seems like when Wellness came, the full tie-in, like it was like a thing where like, oh, it's too much. It's a deep V. And Sandy was saying, yeah, it's a, right. it's a deep V. We don't want to see a deep V. And then Janet won with full tie-ins and then wellness came. And then I think when the judges started seeing wellness with full tie-ins, they started like going looking back a for it bit, yeah. for bikini versus it going the other way, yeah. which how it was originally intended. So I think, do you think some of that was the girls were trying to diet down more to get the full etched tie-in and then sacrificing a little bit of fullness on the upper body because they just had more body fat before than they do now. I don't know if that's part of it. Do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that, you know, I think what's happening is a couple things because when you look at photos, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to see the level of conditioning. Cause when we're a judge sitting, you know, 15 feet away from a con- competitor, then we see what it actually looks like. And it honestly does not appear sometimes as conditioned 
as it does in a photo. So I think what happens, a lot of athletes and coaches will look at some photos and will be like, oh, they're going really hard or they're going, you know, for a lot more conditioning in the division when it could just be the lighting that happened to show up on that photo. Because I've seen competitors that I've seen on stage and then I've seen their photo and I'm like, wow, they look way more conditioned in the photo. So there could be some of that that's happening as well. And then I think that, you know, you're, you're right. I think that maybe there has been a little bit of more development in bikini and in the glutes because of the wellness introduction. It seems like they just saw it and then started rewarding it. And then it just kind of became the standard. But I have to say, you know, with like Janet winning this year and uh, some of the other competitors that have, or I'm sorry, with Jen winning this year, they have gone back to where it's not Yeah, I like Jennifer as a look because it's not it's it's what the division what is the supposed division to be. Should right? look Issa, like. Issa yeah. was crazy in the waistline, but her she didn't have like the crazy tie-ins or anything either. No, yeah. no, she's a little bit like just and and just an etched or not an etched in, but just a very soft like a shape. Sign, in the yeah, back. I always say yeah. there's a big difference of signs of a tie-in and an etched exactly. tie-in. Like there's a yeah. big difference of a full tie-in and a signs of a tie-in. Yeah. Right. So I, we definitely don't want an etched in tie-in. That's not what we're looking at. In fact, even at USA's this year, there were girls that showed up with that. And, you know, they didn't place in, in they may have placed top five, but they didn't place in top two positions. So, you know, there is, again, in bikini, there's that fine line. And uh, I think, too, especially when you get to the pro division, what the judges look for from competitor to competitor, they may have an, a different idea from what they want to see in one competitor than they do to the next competitor. Yeah, that's a, that's a strange so that's thing, a, but it does It is a very that's strange sure, thing, yeah. but it definitely does happen at the pro stage, you know, because some competitors, they do like a little bit more on the softer side, where some, you know, they like a little bit more on the harder side. Um, But again, when you're a amateur athlete, you need to look at the overall Miss Olympia. You need to look at, you know, what is actually the standard of the division, which, you know, you could go to the NPC News online page and they say, you know, no striations, no muscle fibers, no deep etched in muscle. So you have to follow, you know, what they're actually picking um, at these like national level shows. And, And sometimes because people are looking at just photos only, I think it can get a little skewed because what we're seeing as judges in person looks slightly different than that. Yeah, I think so, that's that's important for people to hear. And I think like a lot of people get confused like, oh, but this girl has like a full V tie-in. Like, why didn't she do better than the girl that doesn't? And it's like, because it, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but in bikini and maybe it's more prominent like in the pro division because you get like the, the physiques are more consistent, but it's not... You, typically the person that would win a pro show isn't the leanest or the right. softest. That's They're in the middle. Correct. Yes. That's where you should be. Even correct. like when we're going into shows and stuff too, I'm like, I don't want to be the leanest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the softest. I The perfect spot would be in the middle. So I don't want to look like I'm on the hard side or the soft side. So if I can float in the middle, that's best. And I think a lot of people get confused by that because they're just thinking, got to be the leanest, got to be the leanest, got to be the leanest, most muscular. So I, you know, I was like giving an interview um, to somebody that was asking me questions about the Arnold UK and stuff. And, you know, I explained to them, like, the show that I recently won, I wasn't the leanest and I wasn't the most muscular, but it was it worked out because that's what bikini should be. So I think yes. that's important to for people to know because especially um, for, for those people that don't have, like, the eye for it or aren't as knowledgeable in the sport yet, it isn't the leanest. 
it's not the softest. It's you want to be in the middle. You want to yeah. float in the middle. I thought that that judging that's that show in particular. I thought was it really was good judging. Really well judged. Yeah. Um, and not just because Ashley won, of course. But <laughs> if you even if even if she would have got like second, I probably would have still been like the judging was good. Like because they picked because there was there was so much variation of girls that they could have picked that were more muscular, that were right. more leaner, that had more etchings mm-hmm. in their in their glutes. And I was like, I wonder how they're gonna do this because there's a lot of like if you just got overwhelmed by the by the glutes, there was girls in there where. They had, um, you know, people were like, oh, well, Ashley doesn't have the biggest glutes there. And I'm like, what is, this is not a big glute contest. You know, like, right, it's not a, wellness. No. There's, there's girls with better tie-ins, yeah. whatever, right? I'm like, yeah, but is it too much, right? So, like, yeah. there was a lot of, you could have, you know, uh, someone, I could see a, a, a lesser um, skilled or a lesser experienced judge get lost in that, you know? And it happens sometimes. You do see it happen where they're like, they just get lost in it and they're like, oh, we're going to pick that girl because she's jacked and she's whatever. And it happens a couple times That's a year. That's not right? what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah, and it's, just, it's usually yeah. one of those things, you know? So, but um, with, with Ashley, I think that everything that you talked about was there. You know, the yes, tie-ins the were there, but it wasn't the full mm-hmm. crazy tie-in. They're, they're full, but they're not, like, etched full, you know? The um, the waist was small. Everything was there. There's not too much striations. There's a, you know, in the shoulders, there's always going to be a little bit of detail. I think with the conditioning right. these days and how big the shoulders are, there's just, like, no way around it. But it's not, like, grainy, you know? And right. so, yeah, so uh, no, I thought that was a really good one uh, the other day. And there was another one that weekend too that was pretty good one that was, re- was judged. I really think it was well. the Texas. Yeah, yeah, the one or in that, Texas. That was maybe the weekend before. I think that because that was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you could see there was girls with tighter waist than like the Duraja there, right? There right. was a girl with a tighter waist and with, and she had a little bit more body fat than the girl who got third. And I'm like, you know, but that's where it should be with bikini, right? So it was, I liked that one. That one I was like, okay, there's they're they're sticking to it here. So I was happy with that one. Yeah. And you're, it seems like. Um, there's been like, it just, it just kind of goes like this. Like there's like, it goes up and then they control and then goes up and the control just, I don't know if it's just based on location and the judge or whatever, but it does have I think overall, like, you know, I know Sandy and Tyler, Tyler has a really good eye, I think for bikini too. Uh, And it, it, like every time I've sat with them, it's been extremely conditioned or extremely consistent and they always pick the overall shape. And you know what's interesting about the show Ashley just did, Savannah, who actually won Miss the Miss USA yeah. for uh, NPC USAs. So she, looking at her from her NPC USA photos, she was a little bit pushing the conditioning a little bit in the photos. But on stage, like when I'm looking at her, I, you know, she, you were looking at her overall package, her overall balance, and she honestly had the most phenomenal package and the most dynamic shape on stage. I think she's got really good shape. She has a fantastic Hmm. shape. And you, what I think is happening a little bit too, when it comes to like that amateur and our national level to the IFEB level, when I was competing and even a couple of years ago, someone would win a national show and even an overall in a national show like that, and then get, you know, maybe second call outs in an IFEB pro level show once they did it. And like, for example, Deanna, who won the prior year for Miss US, or Miss NPC USA, she, I think, got seventh in a pro show that she did a couple months after she won. And so she actually took a year off just to kind of develop her body a little bit and be competitive at the pro level. But you have, you know, seasoned pros that are, you know, obviously they're not pushing it too far, but they have the muscle memory. They have, you know, developments that just from doing this for a very long time. And then you have athletes at the amateur level that go up against those or previously you did and they wouldn't stack up against the pros as equally. But now I think that gap is closing a little bit. I think people are trying to emulate, you know, people that are at that high pro level uh, division and you were seeing talent that's on stage at the national 
level that's just at a higher level than it may have been in previous years. And they're a little bit more uh, ready for that next step into compete as pros. Like they're actually coming on and they could go head to head with some top yeah. pros. Well, getting a pro card now, you have to, it used to be like, it's funny, funny as a coach, you do this too. Cause you would, you would tell athletes, um, okay, cool. You're at, you're ready to do an NPC show. Okay. Okay, cool. You're ready to win an NPC show. Okay, yeah. cool. Now you're ready to win a pro card. Okay, cool. But after you win your pro card, you're not ready to go on a pro stage. Though. Exactly. Now, yeah. and that's like, and that was a year late. Now you're ready to go on a pro now stage. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, and then you go on the pro stage and they're like, okay, now we talk to the judge and then we figure out what we need to do after that. Cause right. there's no, like, I think I know, but the judges are going to tell us something totally different for you. Right. Sure. And then it was like, okay, now we fine tune. So it was like this whole process. And now it's like, you don't really get a pro card until you look pro ready. And then because basically the, you could just go right into it. Exactly. You know? And yeah, that's what I noticed, especially at USA's because everyone was showing up looking pro ready, you know, yeah. and, um, and it, like Savannah, another example, she's going head to head with top Olympians and she got fifth, I believe at the Wasatch warrior. So she like really, really did a good job and came in at, at pro level. And then she could go turn around, do a pro show a few weeks later and get top five. Yeah. So that's something that we're seeing now where I remember even when I was competing, you, you would get lost in the call outs if you tried to go jump into a pro show right away. Yeah, there's been a few, there's been a very few of them. That very have done, few have. Very, have done well with that. I remember, yeah, it's just like, and every time it's funny because you get all this hype when a girl wins. Exactly. Especially when yeah. you win like a Miss USA or something like that, something big like that. And they would just fade, you know, they'd yeah. be like, oh, third, she got third call-ups. That's crazy. You know, it'd be like one of those. One but of those against things, yeah. all of the competitors, like if you're looking at her compared to, you know, second call-ups and you're like, wow, she's looks so much more developed than them. But what she really is more like developed on the pro, like a, at a pro she's level. She's a big pro too. Yeah. She's bigger. I think she was the biggest out of all those. Girls. A I little think bit. Yeah. Her she, upper body's a little bit big can, for bikini. Yeah. yeah she it, can definitely shoulders bring and it arms down. Seems just like the shoulders. It's, just a, it's really close to figure if she wanted to pose that way. So that's. But then a, put her next to like a Sydney Gillum or Natalia and then you know what I found interesting about Sydney because I've um seen her pose before when I see her walking around the gym she's not it's not crazy you don't see her as like right. this crazy jacked girl like she looks on stage and then she opens up and I'm like and just, where wow, did that you see all where did that even come from <laughs> it doesn't even make sense it's yeah. like bat wings or something it's just crazy I was like I was like that really I was like that's her I was like okay she's fit yeah she's a fit girl muscular you know whatever and then i saw her in the posing room and i was like <laughs> i was like that is not the same girl <laughs> so much it's so crazy how posing you it know makes it makes a master a of posing you know yeah. but like you'd see her on pictures and you would think she's just walking around with like you know everyone is just stopping her in the streets oh my gosh you know but she just looks really fit like yeah. she looked like a really fit woman you know and then um I'll, yeah i remember that i was like that's <laughs> like a 50% bigger posing. <laughs> Everyone, crazy. if you're posing right, you're going to look like so that. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> posing is everything. Yeah, for sure. So that's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> <Into> posing. <laughs> posing, posing, posing. You are such a master of posing and you have all the tips and tricks. So let's go into it a little bit about posing and why it's important. Um, so what, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see with posing? So I think there's a couple things. I think, first of all, one thing that we're looking at from like an overall package in bikini is the level of confidence that you have. <laughs> so I think that a lot of people will look at a competitor that's maybe a very seasoned pro that's been posing for a very long time and has this amazing routine. And they're like, oh, I have to do all the things from that routine. 
but you haven't been practicing that. You haven't been doing that. And for you, you, it may not fit your body best and it may look a little bit awkward and you may not feel 100% confident doing it. So with posing, I think there's a lot of things that people try to do because they think it looks good or it looks sexy or it looks good on stage, but because they're not 100% confident with it, it comes across a little bit awkward Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it can be a little bit distracting. Um, So one thing with uh, posing that I see a lot is, you know, just with your foot placement in general. So people try to do a little bit too much movement with their feet instead of gliding into each one of their poses. Poses should be very, very smooth. This transition should be extremely smooth. You shouldn't try to be overly doing anything. And you have to just pay attention to your foot placement for your specific body. To go back to what we were saying before about creating that hourglass illusion, just because, you know, Ashley may do her front pose in a specific way with her foot in a specific way or, you know, just her body positioned a certain way, you may have a slightly different body type where that doesn't show off your physique as an hourglass shape as much as maybe tweaking that a little bit would. So with with bikini, you have to pay attention to your foot placement very, very closely, especially in those front poses. And also, um, I see a lot of people, they don't fully rotate their upper body sometimes where we're not seeing that balance from upper to lower body. So again, Every single pose you do has to emphasize that, you know, hourglass balanced shape. So your upper body should be balanced with your lower body. So making sure you're putting your, you know, shoulders in the right position, making sure your hand isn't too high, making sure it sits at the natural part of your waist so you're not giving your body, you know, again, not in that hourglass balanced look. Um, And then another thing that I notice and this is probably more in the amateur, well, I know it's more in the amateur level than the pro level, but a lot of girls, when they're doing their back poses, they just bend over way mm. too far. Yeah. So I see that, you know, mostly on the amateur level, but again, we're, we're not looking to see like, you know, just the back of your legs. We want to see you, you should be standing upright all the time. If you think about it again, from that balanced look, if you're bending all the way over, you're losing some of that balance from upper to lower body. So if you notice like Ashley, when she does her back pose, she's very upright her chest is upright you know her shoulders are down um, and she's very very balanced upper to lower and she's kind of just pressing out her her glutes just enough to be able to enhance that shape and hourglass shape but she's not bending over so I I like that I like how you describe that and I think like something that also doesn't translate in photos is that whenever girls bend over more yeah it makes their hamstring and glute tie look great yeah but also they're 2D instead of 3D. So you mm-hmm. lose the 3D glutes, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. that's something that does not translate in photos because you'll look at a photo and they're all just like from the straight back. And then you see a girl like, whoa, her glutes look huge and she has this crazy tie-in. But also if you were to see more like maybe video footage or if you were there, you'll notice that, oh, well, her glutes are flat now because she's so bent over Absolutely, that there's no 3D projection. Mm -hmm. And that's something that does not translate to photos, I think. Um, But yeah, it's funny because I think even pros make that big mistake too. And I'll tell you something, I'm not the tallest competitor on stage. I'm like five foot, five inches. But oftentimes in the lineup, I will be the tallest because (laughs) girls bend over too much. Way too much. In the back 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 pose. pose. Yeah, you'll Mm -hmm. see her... In the front pose, and she's, you know, medium. She's the average medium height. But then in the back pose, she's the tallest. She's the tallest, And there'll yeah. be girls and that are, like... Show, visible in photos, too. You oh, no, tell. we've yeah. drawn, like, lines yeah. on it. Like, she's, like... There's girls that are 5'8", five, 5'9", five, that are shorter, shorter than her yeah. in the back pose. And I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah, but they don't realize they're sacri- that. And it's funny, because 
everyone talks about the tie-in, but what they're forgetting is that the judges also want to see the upper outer edge of the glute too. Exactly. You want round glutes. The more you bend over on that, the more that's going to fade away. And then you're also going to get more striations that way too, because you're, you're stretching the muscle more. So you get that like separation of the upper to mid glute, that striation comes in the more you're bent over and then your shoulders look smaller because you're farther away. So like everything goes away and you're exchanging that for the tie-in. And then if the judges catch you on top of that, because you could cheat it and you could cheat it an inch, two inches, Judges probably won't see it, but you start going, you know, three inches. The judges see it like right away, you know, and then it's that very obvious, too. Yeah. actually. And honestly, it's a little bit of a turnoff when you're judging because yeah, you're below them. Yeah, up it's too, not so. that's not the angle that we want to see, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, so. I'm glad that you talked about that because that's yes. that's definitely a trend right now. Every, a lot of people are really starting to do that. Even you're yeah. seeing a lot of even pros trying to get it too. Well, I see. So I'll give you a really good example. So I just judged the wellness uh, show at the uh, Sin City Showdown a few weeks ago. So the wellness pro level show and. I would say probably half of the wellness pros were doing this. And I think it's something that they may have seen some of the, you know, other pros doing it and they've just kind of copied it because yeah, they think they need, they need to show more of that tie in, but there were competitors that were doing that, that actually lost placements because they were bending over too far and it flattened out their glutes. Cause in a, in a wellness competition, obviously you're looking for that like full density, especially that density in your glutes. I mean, you're obviously looking that at that in bikini too, but it, especially in wellness. And some of these women were actually losing a lot of that density of muscle or that, you know, illusion of it went because they were bending over too far. And there was one competitor in the morning show that actually fixed it in the night show. And she ended up jumping up a couple places because she fixed it so it could definitely be detrimental (laughs) when you're on stage and it it could lose you a show or it could lose you some placements yeah i've seen the weirdest things cost people show i remember it was earlier it was like 2000 probably like 12 13 something like that like it was a long time when i was competing (laughs) and there was this girl who showed up and i was like she was backstage and i was like dang this girl's gonna win the overall you know and i saw like you know you're always going for the overall right yeah yeah and then she got on stage and her posing was super awkward and she was wearing like a like a TJ Maxx, whatever, Target bikini. Right. And she had her hair up in like a clip. I thought she was going to get, like, I saw her like that and I thought she was going to, you know, get ready and all that. And then she lost and I was like, man, and I just went, I just talked to her. I was like, hey, just so you know, like you by far the best won. physique in this yeah. whole show. Like by far, she's like, why didn't I win? And I just told her and then she went and did another show and ended up winning the show. Like she did incredible. So all these little things like you're talking about, the posing, the hair, the makeup, all this stuff, it all matters so much. And it, it's uh, it's unfortunate because usually you only learn it from, there's a couple ways you learn. One, you know, I think right now it's easier because you can be on YouTube and right. videos like this. Which again, you have to be a little bit careful who you're listening to. Yeah. You really, really do. I mean, even some coaches kind of lead girls astray, I think a little bit when it comes down to posing. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty strict on my like sources too. Like yeah. I'm like, only use angels. Like if you're mm-hmm. using someone else and your suit's bad, that's on you. Like I told you, use angels. <laughs> I had that happen recently too. And like, I'm like, and I saw it, and I, it's, it's in all of our stuff, like use angels, you know? And then I saw it, the cut was really bad on this girl's suit. And I was like, is that an angel suit? Like, did they like, really, no. they really <laughs> dropped the ball that much, you know? And then I was like, because I'm friends with them too. And I'm like, I don't want to like be like, man, they really did a what bad did you job, do, you know? Right? But I'm like about to make phone calls. Right. And then um, she's like, no, it was my friend. I didn't want to tell you. And I'm like, okay, like I can clearly see oh, it wasn't man. an angel suit. And that's the thing, like the cuts change all the time. You have some suit companies that are using like old cuts and yeah. you have posing that changes all the time. Like you talked about the uh, the high arm. The high arm was a thing at like a USA's and like 
gosh, I remember it was like 15 or something. And then this high arm thing came out. I'm like, who's doing this chicken wing thing, right? Well, and that's the thing. I it, think somebody does it and then they win or something or they get or they really like well. A big team. And it, yeah. And, and then all doing everybody it. starts doing it. Yeah. And yeah. then it kicks for a while. And then it, and so it's like, you have to be going to shows. You'd be watching shows. You'd be seeing the changes in the mm-hmm. posing and like, just in a six month time frame, you could see things just a little bit more, a little bit more, a mm-hmm. little bit different. Like it's like sometimes it gets pulled back. Like actually, the uh, what's really cool, um, the back posing got pulled back quite a bit over the last two years. I want to say because mm-hmm. there was a point the girls were full on like starting the lat spread in right, the pro like level, actually flexing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. You know, and that was like the Issa effect from the front pose. She does this front pose where uh-huh. she opens her lat up a little bit, and then it started getting crazy after she won the Olympia, and then then Tamer and Tarek kind of jumped on that, mm-hmm. you know, hey, guys, stop doing this thing. Nobody and then and now, and now, instead of, and then it went to um, opening up, like, a little bit more with the elbows to create mm-hmm. shape, and now it's, like, elbows are back again, you know? Right, like, which is what it should be. And, again, like, whenever you're thinking, and, and this is why practicing and looking at the mirror is so important throughout your prep, because every single position that your body is in, everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet should focus on that hourglass shape. It should Focus on the balance between your shoulders and your hips and that tight waist, and, and, and it should emphasize that. You know, and there's things that people do that they may not even think about that kind of pull away from that. Like with hair, for example, I've seen girls go on stage and their hair is like past their bikini, and all of that just pulls away from the actual like small of your back. So it takes away from that hourglass shape that you're trying to present. I see a lot of girls too, and this is a really big one. They'll flip their hair around. And again, like they may see like a pro that does this fantastically well (laughs) and can pull it off, but they're trying to emulate that and they'll flip their hair around. And what ends up happening is it just looks like a mess on stage and it covers up their shoulders. It falls not in an even place. And so it just looks distracting and messy or it covers their shoulders when they're in their back pose. So like, even with your hair, you have to be very, very careful. Every single movement that you do should enhance your physique. And if it's a movement that does not enhance your physique in some way or looks awkward, then just take it right out. Yeah. You know, don't do any, don't try to do anything just because somebody else is doing it. Try to do something that actually looks the best for your specific physique and shows off that hourglass shape. Yeah. And your personality too. I think that's really important too, because you'll see girls that are more, how do I say this? They'll be like more reserved or something. And they're not used to being that like sultry poser. And then right. they'll try to be a sultry poser all and of a sudden. Yeah. And I'm like, D- we can tell you're trying. Like, Or you have somebody <laughs> like Ashley is more of like a bubbly personality, yeah. right? So she's not going to be the type of person that would go on doing like maybe a Janet style pose on yeah. stage because that's not her personality. But Ashley can convey like a lot of charisma and smile and, you know, have a lot of fun with it and, and interact and you know, make eye contact with the judges in specific ways. That's, that's great for Ashley because that's her personality. And that's a fun thing too about bikini, because there is an element where you have to find out like, okay, what is my personality? What do I feel most confident doing? And how is that going to enhance my physique? And how can I convey my personality in a fun way on stage? Yeah. I always say that in in our posing classes, like be true to your, be true to your personality. Like if this is not you, don't, don't let it be. Just cut it out. (laughs) Yeah. And you'll see girls that will try it at first. And it's not a knock at any of you girls, but everyone kind of goes through it you know like you'll have a girl come in a posing class and she'll be doing like the victoria's secret high step and i'm like no yeah like unless you're pulling that off like okay perfect. so that's a great segue <laughs> so i you're not going to hear another judge saying this but i will go into this a little bit because for me walking is one thing that i really 
I, I noticed because I come from a pageant background. <laughs> so when I was doing pageants, I would spend literally hours and hours and hours a day and with some really good coaches and people practicing walking only. So without even posing, just walking. So there are certain things that people do on stage, especially in NPC IFEB, that detract from your stage presence in the, in the way that you're walking. Um, so a couple things that I see, you'll see kind of like, it's like the baby deer it's called, <laughs> where girls who are wearing heels that are way, way too high kind of go flat footed on stage. And then they may have their knees a little bit too bent. So you're not really having good posture in that way. Your walking looks super awkward. So again, like it goes back to having that confidence and goes back to doing what you feel most confident with. If you don't feel confident wearing four and a half inch heels, do not wear them on stage. Wear what you feel comfortable in. I personally never wear higher than three or three and a half. Oh, really? That's yeah, surprising. because because I've had like knee injuries and I've had ankle injuries. So I don't want to do anything that's going to like hurt myself or feel really uncomfortable on me. So don't you don't have to wear super high heels. I've had try to get well, I've tried to, and <laughs> I've, I've been successful, but having taller girls, like, you know, I let's thought say you were five, said you were going to try no, to put on four no. and a half inch heels. No, but I do walk. <laughs> I do like, walk I pretty good. This. I walk and pose. <laughs> I want to see this. I'm, I'm not, I've been teaching bikini poses since like 12 or 11. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny when we come to the class and then I start doing the walks doing and the, the, girls, <laughs> the girls always start laughing at me. It's so funny. Um, but I have had taller girls, like five, let's say five, 10, five, nine, or whatever, have them do um, like three inch heels. Mm-hmm. Um without the platform in front too, right. to kind of shrink them down. Cause then everyone else is doing, you know, five inch heels. And so that gives them, that puts them more along the same lines. As right. The they don't look so else. like yeah. skinny. Sometimes. Yeah. Next to, yeah, you get, you right. know, it's like, cause when you go to the, op- when you're in the bikini open division, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you know, the, all the heights are this. You get a, right. you get an A class girl in five, five inch heels, right. Who's five foot. So now she's five, five, you get a five, 10 girl in five inch heels, you know, she's six, three, it's a pretty big difference. So yeah. yeah. But if we can gain, you know, two inches by making that girl, you know, five, 10 girls, six, right. one, then it's and the a girls little five, more five, even. Yeah, you kind of yeah. even it out a little bit. But I was always, a lot of times the girls aren't as comfortable in the three inches. Like no one's doing it. No one's doing it though. I don't want to do it because no one's doing it. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get, get back to the middle here. You know, everything seems to be, we keep talking about it. everything's the middle, right? Yeah. Everything's like middle uh, conditioning, middle muscle. Middle, right. Yeah. And, and again, like with anything that you're doing on stage, nothing should take away from your confidence or what you feel you're comfortable in. So again, if you, it, like, if you do feel comfortable in four and a half inch heels, by all means, go for it and do it. But it's not necessary. We're not even really looking at your feet. We're looking at how smooth your posing is and how smooth your transitions are and all those little details and where your foot placements are rather than what you're wearing on your feet. You know, obviously you need to wear the clear heels yeah. that are standard for an NPC. But other than that, you know, wear what's comfortable on you, wear what you're going to look good in. Um, another walk that I see that's really awful, I call it the fog, or the uh, horse trot, but it's basically where they're like, kicking their legs up every single time and it just looks so distracting I think some people think it looks sexy it does not it looks very awkward (laughs) (laughs) when I was doing uh, pageantry one of the things that we were taught and this goes for pageants this goes for modeling you're always taught to walk almost in a straight line so you don't want to cross your legs too much I see a lot of that too and then you get kind of this thing going it's not like hourglass so if you think about it, when you're walking in a straight line, your hips and your legs kind of create that like really silhouette 
perfect silhouette figure and you look more hourglass. Uh, so again, you almost want to think if you're like walking on a beach and making footprints, then your footprints are all lined up with each other. Or if you're on like a tightrope, you're walking a tightrope. You know, there can be a little bit of crossover. That's There's been okay. a lot of crossover. There lately. is yeah, a lot. And, and for me, that's, and I think one person started doing it and then everybody started doing it. And I, I've Maybe. even seen to where people are no, like rotating their hips. Yeah. And honestly, it looks very distracting and it honestly takes away from that like silhouette of your physique when you're walking. Do you think that's going to be consistent with all the judges too? Just I'm, I'm asking for no, you. I, I will tell you it's trending that so much. That I think it's trending because that's what athletes are doing. So I can tell you because I, like a lot of judges won't identify these specific things. I can see it because I've, you know, taught girls how to do pageant walking. I've done judged a ton of pageants. I've seen a bunch of people on stage and I know what looks good on stage and what does not look good on stage. And I think that like you have a lot of judges that, you know, that's what you have. That's what you're judging that day. And obviously you're not really taking off points for people's walk, but what it does do, it, it just detracts a little bit from their stage presence. Yeah. Um, so again, you're not going to hear probably any other judge bringing this yeah, point so my up. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> you yeah, won't, like, no, you won't. Because it's, it's you don't get... <laughs> You, you just don't have these in-depth yeah, conversations right. about things like this. Well, that's and I, I will give you an example because I was actually judging a regional show with Tarek and I was sitting right next to Tarek and there was a girl there and she wasn't even in like the best shape or conditioning or whatever, but um, she came out and she, I think she was like novice or something. She had the most phenomenal, like flawless walk on stage and just, you know, perfectly like, again, if you look up like Miss Universe competitions, if you look up Victoria's Secret model walks, like that's kind of what you should be emulating as bikini. And she definitely had that like really nice stride and model walk. And Tarek leaned over to me. And again, Tarek is a guy and he doesn't, he's not done pageants or doesn't know like the in-depth stuff about walking <laughs> that, you know, I would have accessible to me. And he leaned over and he was like, see, that's how I tell all the girls to walk. You should really? walk like you're like shredding through the mall. And I was like, she's walking like a pageant girl. She's walking like a model walk. So it's one of those things where I think like if more girls actually started watching their walks a little bit yeah. more, I think the judges would actually start recognizing it and seeing it because again, like I, I've seen so many people on stage, whether it's pageant contestants or competitors. And it's very obvious, like what looks good and what does not look good. And like the crossover thing, you know, there's a lot of girls doing it. It's not like the worst thing that you can do, but if it takes away from like your transitions and your flow and your posing, then you know, maybe you should look at that a little bit. And again, like look up, you know, Victoria's Secret modeling, you know, shows, look up Miss Universe competitions, Google some like pageant walks. And you'll see that a lot of those women uh, will kind of have their shoulders down. They have their body in this perfect silhouette and they're walking in a beautiful straight line. Another thing just on the same point is you get a lot of this like crossover in the arms. And again, that detracts from your body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and it's very, very distracting. So like you should have your arms kind of naturally flowing to your side, no over-exaggeration of movement. It should really look fluid and elegant and beautiful and show your physique in the most, you know, proportioned way, which is what we're trying to do and accomplish. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, yeah, it's definitely not there right now. That's crazy because like, as coaches, we do, and it's funny because we, we go back and forth with like the judges, right? We're like, yeah. we're like, well, we're only going to prepare people for what wins. That's right, it. Right. And so whatever's being awarded, that's what we're going to do. You know, and then the judges sometimes will be like, well, you guys gotta, can't bring them in so sharp. We're like, we have to because they're rewarding Everybody them, right? is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like you, if you don't award first place, then we won't bring them in that way. So, but it's funny is that that happens 
but that's not such a judged criteria. We just kind of go not. with what the yeah. masses are doing. Correct. So like right now the masses are doing, and I'm going to ask you this too, what your yeah. thoughts are. Cause yeah. you have more insights because you sit next to Tarek and Tamer. Um, one thing I got good, good info on from Sandy too, was don't spend so much time posing, especially Absolutely. these pro routines are crazy. I was just about to bring that, oh my gosh. To bring that up for a while. <laughs> guys, yeah. These pro routines are getting oh out of control gosh, and the guys, crossover walk yeah. makes it 10 times longer. Cause it it's does. like, I look at the crossover walks like- with rotation. I'm like, that is such an inefficient way to get from point A to point B. It like drives me crazy. Each, each step is like I'm six like, inches. Dude, I could have been there twice and back by the time they just take like two steps. Cause it's like every time they step, it's like facing a different direction. If you're and counting then, steps, it works. No. Yeah, yeah, it drives me crazy. But yeah. yeah, it just seems like these pro routines are getting longer and longer and longer. And touching on the point where you said like, they think that sometimes they have to emulate their favorite uh, routine or whatever. And, you know, Sandy's even said to us as well, the longer you're on stage, the longer you have the ability to see your flaws. And in fact, I'm pretty certain I have the shortest pro routine on stage and I don't even walk in my routine to the back because Sandy said, I don't need to. Why do it? Yeah, right. Somebody it was, started it and then everyone did it. Yeah, and it now I'm the only person. Yeah. I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't do yeah, it. Yeah. And it's got But she's like, no, that's fine. You're fine. Yeah. Hers is less than a minute. Usually it's about 51 to 53 seconds. Um, and that's with her adding some things to it. And right. You know, I, we, I don't even, we're, we're probably going to reassess it for the Olympia, of course, you know. But it was like 40, 40 something for most of the time, which and you look at these pro routines are like 90 seconds. It's crazy. But yeah. They're up there over a minute. Yeah, and yeah. So any of you girls doing the Olympia, there's going to be about 50 of you there. <laughs> no, there's going to be more. Is there there's gonna be more? A lot. Oh, there's going to be more. So, Other than the girls that Ashley knocked out already. Yeah, I know. We didn't do such a, we, we were, it's funny because, uh, all the girls that were like complaining about Ashley winning were like DMing me like, "Hey, is she gonna start competing again?" <laughs> like after they won, and I'm like, "No, the, you don't get to pick when the when the when Ashley gets the quality control of Olympia quality control." There's there we like go. This, we're gonna get her a T-shirt that says "Quality Olympia well, Quality." Jay control. started saying "Call it the Quality." Co- no, it was JM. Sorry, calling yeah. Quality Control Team. And then he told uh, he told. Who did he tell? Dan. He told Dan Solomon. He's like, you know, every time Ashley wins, we should be like giving her a bonus because you guys are saving entry fees to the Olympia. It's so funny. But um, no, the so the pro routine. So no, I'm going to ask another question about it because this kind of goes into it. The um, the pro routine on the back walk now because, okay, as a coach, we go with what wins, right? That's right. What we, what's winning, what the trends are. The trend right now is, you know, sultry posing. You're getting a lot of crossover, a lot of hip movement in the front walk. In the back walk, you're getting a, you're not getting as much crossover, but you're getting a lot of hip movement, rotational hips. Um, you know, that's pretty much how everyone's doing it at this point. So what's your thoughts on that? What are the judges' thoughts on that in, in the back walk? Yeah, I, so personally, I think the hip rotation is very distracting, whether it's from the front or the back. And again, it kind of detracts a little bit from your overall physique. And I, I think that somebody thought it looks sexy or makes your butt look bigger. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and These girls are getting crazy with how much they can. I don't even know if they could do that. It's a lot of rotation. Yeah. I mean, I think a little is okay. But again, it, like any extreme movement on stage is actually distracting and it's taking away from what we're actually looking at in your physique. And to your point, the longer anyone is up there, the more movement you're doing, whatever, how long you're on stage is how long we have to pick you apart. And sometimes when it comes to the pros especially we're literally picking hairs between the first second third fourth and so on it's it's very very minor things so even if the judges don't sometimes identify like 
oh, you know, she's like not her posing is like awkward or whatever for this reason. They don't even know, like can't pinpoint what that is. If they don't like it as much as maybe somebody who's just equally as, you know, in shape and conditioned, then, you know, probably the person with the, the better routine is going to win, you know? So it does come down to these little tiny things. And honestly, when it comes to over-exaggeration, it just, it really doesn't bring the, bring your eye as a judge to the right places. It's distracting. It's just too much movement. And it really takes away from your overall like power and stage presence. You think of like, you know, a powerful person or a powerful speaker, like they're literally like standing there and they're, they're not moving. They're, they're really just, saying here I am and and even when when I was doing pageantry if you look at a lot of the girls who win you know they have a very smooth simple walk and they're just they stick to a pose and they pose and you're just like wow she looks great and then she's gone you know and so that's kind of the effect that you want to have whenever you're posing you want to go out powerful not this excess movement nothing that's going to detract from that strength and power that you can bring to the stage and hold it and then show off your physique in the best way possible and then leave the stage. And that really should be your goal. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, and that's as, just to c- confirm too, with the back walk, you're getting that consensus from the other judges too. They're not liking as much hip movement, but they're just, it's just so many people are doing it. There's nothing they can really... I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I haven't like had conversations so much about the hip movement, but that's one I'm thing that, that I notice. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can... I'll definitely talk to Tarek now after this. Yeah, no, it's like, hey, What do you think about because that? Because you could, but you know, I, I we really, have to teach girls that with I what, notice, yeah. yeah. And honestly, as a judge, I feel like it just does take away. And it's, it's it, like, I think that they're trying to, you know, show personality or show, and, and again, a little bit is okay, but what, what happens when it gets too extreme, like with your hand movement, with your, you know, rotations, it just pulls away from your overall physique. So we're not like focused on your physique anymore. We're just focused on, on your movement and it's yeah. very distracting. Curious. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. That, it's funny because <laughs> when you said, when you said that the, the rotation's not really a thing, I'm like, whoa, everyone's rotating. So, everyone is rotating. No, I will say that. You can't, you can't do anything about it if everyone's rotating, you know what I mean? Right. So that's and, and again, yeah. this is something that, you know, for me, I, I notice these small details yeah. when it comes to like walking stage presence and all this, because I've seen so many people in like all different types yeah. of stage presence. It's funny is that once in a while, <laughs> once in a while, it's not too often. It's like pretty rare that someone will do like an announcement thing. Uh-huh. Like Sandy did one about figure a few years ago. Remember that? She was like, I, I don't want to yeah. see any striations, yeah. right. this and that. Yeah. Right. And then um, Tarek and Tamer, they did one about the lat spread. Right. And they did it in, but they did it in Portuguese on one of their podcasts, I think it was. Yeah. And then, um, but that would be funny to see like if, one came out on the walking of like the hip movement or something like that because it would everyone would be like wait that's the only like, way that's what everybody's doing. yeah it's funny so yeah. but it happens it, sometimes these things they come out and like the the other one was well i wasn't a full that was at a seminar it wasn't at a like an announcement but it was at a seminar we talked about the high arm for a while right. that was yeah, like in the high 14 arm. Yeah. 15 something like that right. yeah so and that like leads to the high shoulder and doing this <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's been so you know what's funny is when we look back at the posing like we look back at all the years of posing there's been so many like kind of weird things that were but we just kind of did like you yeah. i don't were you part of the uh the crossover foot in the back pose did you ever you know i think that was i never did it personally because i it like didn't look the best on me it trended for think. about a year yeah it, yeah it did it was i think it was like right kind of around the time I was competing that 12, that was a thing. 12, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. 
But again, like it it is an evolving thing. And when it comes to the walking, it's not something that we're necessarily docking points for, but these are just things that presentation overall, and especially with bikini, it really comes down to, you know, who is that it factor and everything that you do on stage tells us something about you. It's, I always call it like my favorite form of nonverbal communication (laughs) because you're, you're trying to communicate to the judges, like who you are and uh, anything that you do do that's distracting kind of takes away from you and takes away from your physique so it's something just like again I'm I'm bringing this up just because I have done like a lot of you know pageantry and and walking sessions with people and it's it's a fun foundation for your posing it matters it does I think people underestimate how much it matters not just the like how like how you're scoring basically essentially the overall presentation, but there's the eyes and energy and attention that Correct. they get. Yeah. Energy and is a really good way of putting yeah, it. Actually. There's only been a few times where someone was such a good poser that I was like, gosh, like, yeah. Like how do you not look at her? You know, even if her physique wasn't the best, like the energy right. that that girl created, there was, there's been a couple of times like, um, Malu was a good example of, have you seen Malu? Malu is amazing. Her yeah. posing she, is I love her stupid. Posing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how are you this really good, good at posing? Yeah. yeah. It's so it's like next level stuff, you know, just her, how she just flows with the energy. I don't know if it's just, yeah. she got good songs or something when she came out with just, but she, the energy is so good. I think she just, I don't know that Brazilian something. That's what, what Tara, she's like, dude, she's Brazilian. What do you right. expect? You know, it's like. Yeah. But, but look at her though. She's a really good example. She's super flowy when she's posing too. Yeah. And, and that's when it comes down to everything you do should be not like, not too much exaggerated movement. It should flow and be very like streamlined and every every step you make should lead into that next step and it should just like be flowy and feminine and that's another thing with with bikini that we get to do even with our walks and with our posing is we get to be very very feminine a lot of and all of the other divisions have more you know strict you know quarter turns that they're looking at but with bikini you actually can show a very feminine physique and a very feminine style of posing which is really fun so nothing that you should do should be too like exaggerated or jerky or awkward everything should be something that you're confident in and and lend to that overall flow of, of your routine. Yeah. And it's funny because people ask me about that. She did, I think she, what did she get? Ashley third, fourth, Malu, that show? She got but third. I don't know what show yeah, you're talking it was, about. It was one of the ones Ashley wanted. Hey, no. yeah. <laughs> and the, um, she, yeah, people were like, do you think she should have gotten so high? And I was like, you guys weren't there. Like yeah. if you saw her posing routine, that's like her, you couldn't not look at it. There's like a few people, you know, yeah. Ashley's great. Isa is great. Malu, but like you, there's just certain people that have certain times. Like Ashley, it's her front walk. Like you can't like you just look at her when she right. does her front walk. It's so hard to look at anyone else. He's, really, he's really uh, <laughs> and that's again, a bias. Like, <laughs> no, he's biased. I, I I've I will tell you who's like, who I think the walkers and who it's like the energy. Yeah, subjective. for me, and it's I do think your your front walk gets the eyes. I do. I think your front walk gets the eyes. I think India is a close second on the front India walk. India is great. A yeah. close mm-hmm. second. Um, and then there's some back walkers too that are like really good at walking in the back. Laura Lee's great at walking mm-hmm. in the back, right? Um, like you, you don't, you just, there's just certain people who do certain things like hip rotation, things like that, which might not be a good thing, <laughs> but I, I, Malu, yeah. like when she comes out, her energy is crazy. You know, it's right. just, it's just, it's like a show, you know, it it's is. like a show. And so that's, that does help. And it, and it helps in all divisions. You know, if you're not a good bodybuilder poser, you're not, you know, you're not going to do well, you know, <laughs> like, and it comes yeah. down like if, if someone is that close, like you were saying, like if it's, if you're splitting hairs and you can't decide, the judges can't figure out, you know, it's going to come down to those details and Malu's posing and someone, you know, slipped Mm -hmm. up on their posing routine. Like, yeah, Yeah. Malu's going to win that day. You know, even if her physique maybe was two points below it. Right. It's just, that's the whole thing about bikini. So I think that it's important that I'm glad that you're having these, these talks 
about these things. And, and I, I want to reassess walking. Makes me want to, you know, what it makes me want to do is like hire a uh, pageant a walking, walker. walking coach. Yeah, I, I can uh, send you a few people. Do send me. I've yeah, always wanted sure. to learn. <laughs> I, I prepped a girl for Miss Mrs. Colorado. We won. Okay, yeah. We won the show. <laughs> Uh, Eric, Erica Shields, uh, awesome. Erica Sharp okay. Shields. Do you awesome. know her? I, you know, the name sounds super familiar. Yeah, it was yeah. The, fir- the first time I ever did one and we won best in bikini, Oh, that's awesome. which I didn't know yeah. was an award. <laughs> I was like, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's an award, I guess, best in bikini. And then we won the show and then she was on his tour and it was cool because like, I started getting inquiries for like the prep part of it, which is kind of fun. And I was like, maybe I'll do this. And then I realized like how, I was like, I don't have the time to learn. It's this a lot. Work. It's a lot to learn. So maybe we'll get a walker in here. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, maybe I'll definitely we'll, send some people your what, way. For yeah. Sure. What, Ashley's got uh, some uh, questions on, on, the, on this podcast here. What's the, what is next on the. Well, first I wanted, I was wanting to ask for a while for the, I do have a question about posing as well before we move on. So you know, we were kind of talking about trends earlier. There's a trend that kind of popped up, I want to say starting like the end of last year, and I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. It makes me cringe so hard. And I just want to know your thoughts on it. Okay. Do you already know what I'm going to say? I don't know what it is. I don't I'm know. curious. You know what I'm going to say. Okay. You know. I you, probably will be like, it's oh, the girls that are like freaking like touching themselves. Oh, as oh, oh I cannot. I no. hate it. Please don't. Here's do not do that. Yeah. It's one of those scenarios. <laughs> not that show, guys. <laughs> it's one of those scenarios that I think they saw a few of the top girls yes, do it. Yes. And now everyone wants to do it. But it kind of seems like it's dying off a little bit. But Especially <laughs> not bikini. Please that. don't. And I was just like wondering like, Man, what are the, especially like the female judges, what are they thinking of that? Like they'll like caress their glutes and everything and like, like rub up. Like, yeah, I hate n- it. Not that so show. much. I mean, to be honest, we do talk it. among ourselves as judges and those types of things were just like, no, yeah. it is yeah, very cringy cringe. when you're it's sitting there as a sure. judge and that's not what you're looking for. Yeah. I remember my first time I saw it, I was just like, I was like, what is <laughs> I was happening? Like, my eyes popped. I was like, what's going on here? Like, what? <laughs> Again, yeah. it, and it goes back to the, those things where anything that you're doing that detracts from your physique and overall stage presence, mm-hmm. you just take it out. Take it out. Yeah. No extras. <laughs> and that was one of those things. It was, it's funny because it's one of those things that like Sandy went over in like seminars but it's, it's also one of those things you don't want to, like, be so out there with. As, like, a head judge, you can't really say, hey, don't, because you're pretty don't much. Don't touch yourself. <laughs> yeah, because, like, you're you're kind of, people know who's doing it, right? right so you kind of right. have to, like, get yeah. the word out without, like, calling people out, kind of. But, yeah, guys, if you're doing it, because you saw someone do it, every judge I've talked to, every single judge I've Just talked to, they say, don't, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> that includes wellness, guys. That I includes think, wellness. actually, wellness is all, I'm sorry, wellness girls, they think they're even worse than bikini girls with that yeah. stuff. yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it may have started actually as like a wellness trend, and then yeah, kind of wellness. Over a real, they bit. get yeah. really flamboyant they with their do. posing. Yeah, so yeah. I think it probably stemmed from that, and then some bikini girls started doing it, and then it became a trend. I do see like it's starting to die off. Thank God, because I was like, I am not going to adapt to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember you told I me that. Not, she I'm sorry. Like, no, I will not conform. The line. She, she told. She told me that once. Like we're. It's like Adam. Just so you know, <laughs> like I am not. I am not going to do that. I was like, I. I don't it's know like, what you're. Like, I can't do it. Trust me, we all feel the same way. So, okay, <laughs> so let's talk now a little bit about like, you know, the other, you know, things that go into the overall package, the hair, the makeup, yes. the tan, and you're perfect for this. So makeup, what do you consider good uh, stage makeup and what's distracting? Yeah, so I think with makeup, one of those things that you need to think about is this is not the type of makeup that you need to wear like you're wearing your everyday makeup. Yeah. 
So stage makeup is a lot more dramatic and it's a lot more intense. In fact, a lot of times if someone's wearing stage makeup staring at you, you're like, whoa, that's <laughs> too much. <laughs> but again, this is something where, especially for newer competitors that don't have a lot of, of background in the stage or may not you know, know how to do different types of makeup. If you're planning on doing your own makeup, which I'm not against people doing their own makeup, but hire someone, hire a makeup artist to actually teach you how to do makeup before you go on stage and then practice it a couple times before you're on stage. Um, you see a lot of very interesting things. And then even like at USA's this year, there was a couple girls who had really good physiques, but they, their makeup was terrible and it was very washed out on stage. And I even had one of the male judges leaned over to me when we were looking at the lineup of bikini. And one of the girls, like she actually had a really good physique, but her makeup just wasn't there. And he said, wouldn't you, if you're investing in doing your prep and everything for the show, wouldn't you hire Elaine to do your makeup? <laughs> and it's one of those things, if you don't know how to do do it yourself, either hire somebody to do it that day. If you don't want to pay the money to have someone do it that day, or if you don't want to wake up at 4am to do it that day, then definitely hire an expert to teach you how to do it or learn how to do it on your own and practice with light <laughs> before you go on stage. Because I'm telling you, if you're wearing the makeup that you're used to wearing, even if it's beautiful makeup, it'll make you look really washed out. And then a couple other things that I see, you know, a lot of girls wear really heavy eyelashes, which make shadows shadow. under your eyes mm -hmm. so that you know def definitely detracts from overall facial beauty uh, you see a lot of glitter which again you know if you're going overboard on glitter then it just is distracting and it really doesn't make your body look like a full package it's just you're just looking at your eye makeup <laughs> you're matching your suit you're your matching like your eyes, suit like yeah brainstorm. i think a lot of that times people do cheerleader type makeup on accident and like their first few right. times they'll do like the cheerle cheerleaders that go you know glitter everywhere that type glitter, of thing but yeah but yeah it's not the same for a bikini it's like a fitness model show and exactly and your face should look i mean honestly it should be somewhere in that like pageantry type of makeup yeah. look you know so and again if you if you're not comfortable you know doing it yourself or if you if you're not familiar with stage makeup, then take the time, like just as you're practicing your posing, just as you're, you know, li lifting weights every day, take the time those weeks out from your show to practice your makeup and make sure it's going to look under good under those harsh lights. Because I'm telling you, those lights wash out everything and you don't want anything that doesn't look, you know, make you look more beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know what my biggest pet peeve is with makeup? I don't <laughs> know if you, if you share the same thoughts. I want to hear this. Biggest makeup pet peeve is I see girls that wear either clear gloss or nude, and it looks like they don't have lips on stage yeah. because That's it might be like a nice color on their everyday, but once you have the tan on, it doesn't look like you have your lips. It's like straight teeth. Right. I hate that. I'm like, yeah. you don't have to go like straight red, you know, or super dark, but at least darker than your tan. Yeah. So you pop a little bit. And I would say you want everything that you do on stage is like everything is going to look a lot more washed out. Obviously, yeah. that's why we wear a tan to begin with. You know, you're trying to show off your physique and, and not hide anything. If you're not wearing a tan, then you're going to look flat and you're nobody's going to see any detail at all. So same thing with makeup. You don't want to look washed out. 
And if you're not wearing lips, then your your face is going to look yeah. flat. If you're not contouring in the right way, if you're not wearing the heavy, you know, eye makeup that you need to really make your eyes pop, if you're not wearing the right lashes, all of those things are going to kind of detract from your overall look. And with bikini, especially like in some divisions, you can kind of get away with a little bit more, you know, freedom when it comes to makeup. But with bikini, especially, we are looking for that overall it factor. So we want someone that has that, you know, model look and looks great and has that fantastic stage presence and is beautiful, not just in the face, but in the physique. And it all kind of flows together. We're really looking at that overall package. So, you know, just some minor details of just not doing your makeup correctly can really detract from your overall look and appearance. Yeah. One thing I'll say too, is the girls who wear like clear gloss where it's like a high gloss, when that light hits you, then Sometimes it's it can look like all teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It look, it's just like a white light and then right. your teeth and it doesn't look good either. So I'm yeah. always recommending a color without too much of a gloss, yes, you know, yeah. that's something that shows and that, a good, the difference. And a good, like, your... medium color. You want something that's dark enough to show, but, you like, usually a red lip most people cannot pull off, so I wouldn't recommend going full red. But you want something that is going to define your lips and going to make, you know, all of your features stand out. You don't want any of your features not looking equally, you know, stand out. And, you know, a red lip may be a little bit too far, but you want to get something that's dark enough that it's not going to be washed out under the lights, but not too nude or too mm -hmm. light that it's just, you don't, you don't even see you have lips. Yeah. And I will <laughs> say too, with the girls who do, especially like you see it a lot at the, you'll see a little bit at the national level, but definitely a lot at the regional local level where they're like, I have to match my sh eyeshadow to my suit, like a purple suit. That's purple, another yeah. one. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't match, you yeah. know, and honestly, even with your, your eye makeup, it's better to wear something, you know, that, that complements your skin more than anything. Cause you don't want any like major color that's going to be jumping out at you. Just like the glitter. You don't want anything that's going to be too distracting. And the judges are like, Whoa, what does she have on her eyes? That's not what people should be thinking when they're sitting yeah. there judging you. They I've should seen be a couple looking, ones, yeah. a couple more like, were they like perfectly match it and it was like a bright suit and it was like a ton yeah. of it and I'm like gosh you you, just, you really kill your look you know right it really kills right you. it's too distracting again and then just to give you guys a resource for teaching you how to do makeup I've used Lindsay Ambrosia in um in Denver but she does like video calls and That's FaceTime perfect. calls she's a makeup yeah. artist and she'll teach you how to do your makeup for uh, you can contact her on Instagram Lindsay Ambrosia um I think it's like makeup madame right is it makeup madame yeah but I think it her last name Ends with an O, not an Ambrosio. Okay, I've, I should <laughs> know. I've known her for like twelve years. I should know. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. But, but the uh, the and then the other thing is too is so as a coach, just so you guys are aware of like the makeup thing. I'm not a huge fan of you guys doing makeup with the the stage person unless you really don't know what you're doing with your makeup because it's hard when you have to wake up at four a.m. Right. You know, sometimes I've seen girls like at a big show at Nashville where they're double booked where it's like 3 a.m. or they're, yeah. the other side of it is like, oh, they booked me at 11. I think I'm going on at 11, 30, 12. And I don't know if I'm going to be- Have like, enough time. <laughs> you're, in the, you're upstairs in this makeup room and then you're, you're calling me downstairs. What class are they in? What class are they in? And so you're stressing, your water retention starting to accumulate, like things like that. So I'm like, just, you know, do your makeup when you wake up, learn how to do your makeup. Yeah. It's so much easier because it's hard to, it's hard too when someone wakes up. If they're, let's say you get on stage and it's a big bikini show and you get on at 4 p.m. but you did your makeup at 4 a.m. 
in anticipation that you might be on at 11 a.m., right? And that's and not the freshest makeup look either. Yeah. You start to kind of fade, especially if you're going to be going into a night show that's, you know, t- 10 hours later. So. Yeah. so, you know, it's one of Ashley's uh, greatest pastimes is watching makeup tutorials on YouTube. <laughs> she does. I used to stay at Ashley's house and she'd be watching makeup tutorials. I was like, how? But they're actually, the girls are quite entertaining. Yeah. They were actually fun when they yeah, were doing it. But <laughs> she yeah. got me watching the craziest YouTube channel. The food one is still my favorite one that she gets me watching. The 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 guy who tried was it the the ice uh, uh, frozen dinner guy yeah he's a dinner guy he's hilarious but he <laughs> he does frozen dinners like he like assesses it but he's like oh, really funny. funny he's that's really funny <laughs> so um but anyway i guess we that's we're at we're at a good podcast we're at an hour and a half here actually wow, do you wanna, what do wow. you is that a record it might be the record but it's been really a good a great a lot of info, good information here. Thanks, I'm guys. This really, been really nice. happy with it. Yeah, and and please tell them where they can find you because your Instagram name's different from your legal name. Yeah. So, so congratulations. <laughs> Did you recently you. get yes. married? Is it well, recent? It's or? been over a year ago, so I'm in the process of like changing my name everywhere. So your wife's gonna have to go she through that. Oh my did. gosh, it's, it's <laughs> such a pain. But you don't realize how much your main name's on until you like yeah. go through everything. She's waiting for the DMV now. She's yeah, like, oh, it's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> so I'm actually uh, Jessica Chuckran on Instagram. Um, it's like Chuck ran away. So Chuck, okay. Chuck ran. <laughs> yeah. So I will be keeping that one though, because there's no Chuck rans in the United States. So. Oh, really? <laughs> there's very few. What is the, what's the origin? It's actually, I think it's like Austrian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. it. It's, I would never it, be able to place not, it. There's yeah. not many of us. So I, I got that Chuck Instagram ran. handle locked down. So yeah. I'm just keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And then, yeah. um, so recent good news, you're going to be, you, have, you took another, a good job promotion. So yeah. you're just so we could, are you still going to be with Muscle Contest judging will, locally yeah. and stuff like that too? Yeah. Or? So I will always try to do as many shows as I possibly can and work with them on that. Um, I did, I'm based now out of Las Vegas. I recently accepted a position of vice president of marketing for a new resort opening out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So I will be relocating within the next couple months, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that opportunity professionally. Super cool. But I always, you know, I, I really love being a part of the sport and love being able to help athletes and, you know, contributing as much as I can because so many people have contributed to get me here. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And that's a, that's the thing I find what's really awesome about this industry is everyone who's like gotten, well, I think a lot of people who've gotten something from it always want to do something for Absolutely, it, you know, yeah, and that's yeah, how I am too with this stuff. Ashley is too. I mean, I can't even tell you, I mean, how many, how many, it's funny because, you know, people are always like having their talk like, oh, Adam's paying her to do all these things. And so I'm like, dude, Ashley just does them like for free. Like she sets up these podcasts. The she <laughs> does these posing seminars for free. Like, and I'm like, yeah. no, dude, she just wants to give back. Like I've, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many this. times we've done it. We've, what are we, how many posing classes have we done together? hundred? I don't know. Jeez, 200 at this point? I don't even know. It's a lot. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I've known Ashley for, I mean, it's been almost 10 years now and she's the most humble pro and just one of the sweetest people in the sport. And I, yeah. you know, just as a, as a spokesperson for the sport, you know, thank you for all you've done. Oh, and you, and I, so nice. even a podcast <laughs> like this, like there's obviously a lot of male oriented podcasts and really focusing on the male divisions, but it's great to have a voice that's kind of speaking for the female athletes oh, as thank well. You. So, thank and you. And thank you for your services yeah. as well. You're very <laughs> helpful. And, you know, you give out some good tips. You give good tips. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, I guess with that, guys, and all the love in the room. Yes. <laughs> We'll be done, and thank you again so much, thank and good luck you with your new uh, your new journey out there thank too. You. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, so much Bye. for listening. Bye, everyone. 